Hey everybody, this is Will Beinbrink. I am the lead of the Exorcism of God film, and I want to welcome you to the Horror Squad podcast. Squad podcast episode number 219. Tonight we're talking about 1987 Peter Jackson's Bad Taste and it's Mr. Birthday Boy Joseph. How old are you, son? Hello. 35. Ooh, big boy pants. Actually, yeah. And it actually worked out that the movie I picked, Bad Taste, was released the same year I was born. Yeah, me so too. Look at that. I'm yeah. 35 in May, so I'm right behind you. Very nice. Very nice. So you heard Joe. You heard me, Todd. We have Steve on the line. Sam is having computer issues. Should be on in a few minutes. Boys. This time. <laughs> last, last time we said that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. The, the curse of your guys' apartment with internet. And Apparently. Yeah. It's all the damn ghosts walking around. It is. What did you do for your birthday, man? Um. Yeah, so I went and saw X, which I think we're going to be reviewing within the next couple of weeks. So I'll save my thoughts on that. But yeah, uh, and then what else did we do? Went out to the Cheesecake Factory, which I hadn't been in a few years. It's all right. You know, cheesecake was great. Food was, you know, decent. Uh, I had a discussion about the Cheesecake Factory. It hasn't changed, like, in the 20 years I remember it. Like, the decor is exactly the same as it was 20-plus years ago. And I've never seen a Cheesecake Factory not inside of a mall. Like, it's always attached to a mall. I don't know if, like, anyone else can tell me if they know of a Cheesecake Factory that's detached from a mall, but... I think of it. I can't think of a standalone either. Yeah. I, I think, like, that's their, their model or something like that. Do they have Cheesecake Factories in Canada, Steve? No, I've never thing? even seen one, so... Never, I know what okay. it is, because uh, <laughs> Penny worked in it and had a Big Bang Theory, but that's all I know about it. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, uh, and then Saturday, uh, we went to like a local, like small time wrestling show. It was at like an Elks club. Um, there was like maybe like 40, 50 people there. Um, it was great. It was so, it was a, it was a blast though. Uh, yeah, there was like an old, uh, anyone who might follow WWE, there's, there was a wrestler there. His, his WWE name, I guess was August gray. I had no idea who he was. I guess he was a newer guy. He was an NXT um part of wwe whatever i don't even know what that is honestly because i'm not i don't keep up with wrestling but i assume that's like uh the minor leagues or something yeah like it's that like their WWE. farm system yeah <laughs> okay yeah so he was honestly the best match of the night though like you could tell like he was like leaps and bounds like better than everyone else and the guy he wrestled with was actually really good too so they they definitely put on the best match of the night you know and then there were a couple other decent you know wrestlers there um but yeah overall a lot of fun so yeah it was a good weekend i fucking love going to super small wrestling shows because yeah a you never know what the fuck to expect because these guys will just do anything they're usually really big wrestling fans so they'll they'll go yeah. out of their way to please you even though there's only like 30 people in the stands yeah mm -hmm. it's uh yep. yeah and it, i love the venues they pick sometimes for stuff like that like one time i went it, it was at a cow exhibition, like a farm exhibition, <laughs> and they had all the cows like right next to them, and it nice. smelled like fucking manure. <laughs> but it's just, you know, they decide that's where we're gonna set up is in this fucking like, uh, farm exhibition place, and it's just, it's it's amazing, love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had a they did like a big tribute to Razor Ramon too, which was cool. Who just passed away? Rest in peace to him. He was like one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. But yeah, so that was cool too, and yeah. Got to hold the championship belt, which was cool. You know, it's always a plus. You know, whenever, you, even if in the small times, if you can hold a championship belt, it's a, it's a cool feeling. So <laughs> they're very blingy. Like uh, I find that yeah, they reflect really well, so it looks impressive looking. Anytime it is, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever held a like a legit championship belt before? I haven't. No, like an actual WF belt or anything. No. Yeah, I held the uh, tag team title. Um, when cool. I met the Hardy Boys, uh, it's, nice. it's 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 hefty. Like you know, mm. uh, I mean, I was probably like I don't know, fourteen when I lifted it, and I was just surprised at how heavy it was because uh, mm. they carry and fucking throw that shit around in the ring, you know. But that's uh, yeah, cool. Well, glad you enjoyed nice. your birthday. 
Yeah, it was a good time. And I'm excited to do, discuss Bad Taste now. It was between Bad Taste and The Skin I Live In, which I gotta recommend it. If you've never seen The Skin I Live In, that is one. Go and don't look up the plot. Don't look up anything. Just go and watch it and experience it. It is a wild-ass movie. What'd you watch it on? Shutter. Uh, the, the Skin I Live In, is it available on Shutter? It, it yeah. is here. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw it years ago, yeah. I saw it when it first released. I, think, I want to say it came out like... Yeah, it's a good. I want to say it's like 2013, 2014, or something like that. And Antonio Banderas, it's it's oh. a good one. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, why did you pick Bad Taste without obviously reviewing it? But like, what what is it about that one that you're like, that's my pick this year? Yeah. So, I mean, accessibility was obviously like a big factor. It's available for free on Tubi, so I figured it was good for everybody, including our listeners. You know, who are able to just watch it without having to pay for it or anything like that. Uh, the other big factor is Peter Jackson, obviously. Uh, you know, it's always fun to discuss his horror roots. Uh, a lot of people may not even know he had horror roots. Um, Dead Alive was... Dead Alive, aka Branded, is like one of my like all-time favorite horror movies. And uh, I hadn't seen Bad Taste in a very long time, and I haven't seen it since high school, so I... It's one I've been wanting to revisit for a long time. So I, you know, once I kind of saw it pop up, I was just kind of like looking around, seeing what was there. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, that could be a really fun one to discuss. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, You guys want to get in questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast or on our Discord. Uh, Check out our Discord, guys. It's a lot of fun in there. Uh, We have all sorts of discussions right now. Uh, they're having a fierce debate over who has which fast food has the best French fries. Uh, it's it's very uh, people are very loyal to their French fries. It seems uh, we're also discussing French horror and a bunch of other stuff. So check them out. And actually, speaking of the Discord, uh, this week actually the day this episode releases, we're going to do our movie club. So movie of the month, which is Wishmaster. So we're going to discuss that, and uh, yeah, and then we're going to pick for next month. So if you want to join for next month. It's your chance, and we usually do on the last weekend of the month, so check it out for that. So the first question comes to us from uh, Joseph. He says, I really enjoy Peter Jackson and his early films. They're so wacky and fun. Do y'all think that the restored Blu-rays will ever be finished and released? I know Bad Taste and Dead Alive have been in talks of getting released one of these days. I doubt we get Meet the Feebles Blu-ray ever. I could cast for the Lord. (laughs) I think they're doing the 4K right now. I believe they're working on both of those. So, yes. Nice. Yeah, I think they have to, right? Like, Peter Jackson, like, anything he does, like, people want to see. So, I, I think so, for sure. I bet we'll even maybe even get a fee- Meet the Feebles one day. Who knows, you know? So, we'll see. Meet the Feebles is actually the only Peter Jackson movie now that I, I, I don't think I've ever seen. So, I, I'm going to jump back on yeah, that. Me either. Yeah, I've I've seen scenes, but I haven't seen, like, the thing as a whole, so... I know it's kind of like a uh, crazy Muppets type style. So I think I saw it somewhere on Tubi or one of the, I, I saw it before. So it's a one I'll check out as well. Cause other than some of his like really obscure stuff, like he did some documentaries and some like kind of not non-horror, non-adventure films. So those I didn't see, but yeah, uh, Bad Taste was one of the last ones. So let's uh, try to complete his filmography as well. Meet the He's Feebles like unrecon- on Tubi. <laughs> To be, yeah. he's like a, he, he's on unrecognizable almost in this movie too in bad taste tonight like i didn't even recognize him oh like, really until See, I... it's, it's the opposite i find now he looks unrecognizable where he's really he, look, he okay. looked like this when he did lord of the rings and i saw so many behind the scenes features of lord of the rings that like i recognized him right he away lo- so uh, he looked like like he looked like himself as his alien counterpart but as derek like like shaved clean shaven i was like that as did it looked totally different he didn't look like him to me he just looked like a total nerd <laughs> yeah he's awesome though like what it's great yeah. I, I love that he went from like something like this to it's outrageous yeah like the biggest trilogy maybe ever so it's right it's crazy it just shows that you know starting horror and hopefully come back it i really hope he comes does. back to horror one day though you know and i think you yeah i hope he does too yeah, one day he'll be rich enough and he'll have done all his dream projects. He'll be like, let's make another crazy fucking Yeah, so That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next question are from Weezerface. Many of the filming locations here are really pretty because New Zealand. If you were making a movie in your hometown, where would you film? 
So where specifically in your hometown, I think, would you film? Um, let's see, Chino, California used to be a lot of dairies before, you know, everything else got bought and put houses in like everywhere else in the country now. But uh, there's still a couple spots left. So I think I'm going to go to a dairy farm, you know, a bunch of cows roaming around, mooing, a bunch of shit everywhere. Got that smell. Uh, you got a lot of mud, flies. So I think it'd be a good little uh, mad farmer slasher. Nice. Crazy farm girls. Yeah, I, I, I recognize that dairy farm. So milk, I see you milk, dairy farmers. Milk maidens, <laughs> yeah. yeah, milk maidens. Yeah, the, the killer will just drink milk yeah. and like chase people around, but he's really good at not spilling it. Nice. <laughs> uh, where I grew up in, a, in Barica, I've actually talked about this before, but there's like a really popular like uh, urban legend, uh, like a haunted road. That's There's like a nun convent on it. I The, the name of the road is escaping me right now but uh it's not called nun road no it's not called nun road missed opportunity you <laughs> know sam would probably know it if she was on here because my dad tell, tells her about it all the time we still haven't gone down there but i would definitely film down there some sort of like haunted uh house style haunted road movie it could be fun um for me i grew up in montreal and it would be the saint joseph oratory which is a gigantic like church on a hill um it's it's been, it was built by someone called brother Andre, who's now a saint and he used to cure people. Like that was what brought him to sainthood. People used to go see him and he'd cure him with the power of religion, you know? And if you go into this place, uh, there's like a, all these crutches, like just hung up everywhere uh, of all the people that he cured, you know, to kind of signify how many people he's cured over the years. And they have, you know, his body in there and I like this really cool sarcophagus and they have his, his heart. Like you could see his heart in a box uh which is just fucking crazy and alcohol yeah it's 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 like people religious relics are really an interesting subdivision of horror that i think should be explored more um if you go to churches process like hey this guy was awesome let's cut his heart out (laughs) yeah well part of uh becoming a saint your body has to have some kind of like a part of your body has to be like immortal that's why a lot of saints are like exposed uh, in their churches especially in europe you could see like full ass saints just you know in a glass box uh it's like a big thing it's i forget the the term for it but it's one of the things that you need for sainthood um it's it's really it's really interesting it's a really creepy museum in there too because they're all like wax figures of him and i don't know i just think there could be a really cool horror film done in there so i'll send pictures of what i mean in the discord and stuff but i think that'd be great i'm looking at it right now it's uh disturbing yeah, <laughs> yeah it is yeah so someone stole a heart at some point too and they found it in an attic or some shit i don't know it's it's one of those crazy things yeah and our last series of questions are from chuck no audio questions this week because he's not feeling great so chuck we hope you feel better soon he's got allergies allergy season is on the cusp for me i always get them really hard but it's there's still snow on the ground so I'm not looking forward to that shit it's just awful so chuck i hope you feel better soon uh his first question is Independence Day considered horror? Not even close. I get yeah, I gotta say no to that one. Action, mm-hmm. adventure, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think it's Agreed. it's kind of in the same vein as like Jurassic Park, maybe being horror or not? Yeah, I guess so. I would, yeah. I mean, I tonally, say, I though, it's, so. it's all about the tone. That was Will Smith saying welcome to Earth and... <laughs> The aliens are pretty scary. <laughs> they are. When you actually oh, see peace. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, part is scary. Right, yeah. exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I wouldn't say it was horror. Just like I, I don't, I wouldn't really say Jurassic Park is horror either. I know a lot of people do consider it horror, but I just don't. Yeah, it's an interesting debate for some, sure. Uh, I mean, some people say more. Ghostbusters Afterlife's horror. That's know? fucking horror. <laughs> There's <laughs> no debate. Killing people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think it's more sci-fi action adventure, like uh, Todd said, but uh, there's definitely horror elements there. So if you put in your horror section. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, like that, World of the Worlds, there's a bunch of stuff that could kind of fit mm-hmm. in that, that category. See, I would say I would consider War of the Worlds more horror than I would Independence Day. Yeah, just because I, I feel like, it. yeah, I would say it's closer to horror than yeah. it. Tim Robbins. Is it Tim Robbins? That goes crazy as a survivalist and tries to kill Tom Cruise and steal his family. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's a disturbing scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're using people as fertilizer. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, his second question 
Does it bother you to start and not finish a movie? Or can you just turn it off if it's just awful? I can turn them off. Easy. I frequently do. Yeah, I, I I can easily turn off a movie that sucks. Um, I am a completionist, though, so I, I will always come back to it um, at some point to finish it. But even if the movie's good, I feel like I can turn it off, like if, say, I'm like getting tired or something like that, and then come back to it the next day or something like that. So you always finish it? Yeah, I always finish it. I don't think I've ever, like... I even like walked out on a movie once and then like I I like watched it once it came out on DVD to finish it. Like just because like, I was just curious. Um, The jacket with uh Adrian Brody. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but <laughs> no, that was more that wasn't more like that. It was bad. I think I, I was in high school and the girl I was with was getting a little handsy. So we left for that reason. <laughs> Go on. No, I've never seen that yeah. movie. I heard, I heard it's pretty good. It actually is pretty good. <laughs> I was actually interested. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> I always finish the movies that I watch. Um, I always feel like the last 10 minutes can make or break a movie. And some mm-hmm. that's been the case sure. in the past where I'm like, man, fucking one cut of the dead is a good example. After half an hour, I was like, oh my God, I, I'm going to turn this shit off. But I don't know, I, I'll watch the whole thing. And then it, it was on my top 10 that year. So you, you never know, you know. Um, me, my barometer of like good and bad is if a if it's a really bad movie, I'll start playing on my phone more. I guess that's like what what I'll do more so than turn it off. It'll I'll like shut off my brain a little bit and start doing other stuff and kind of just peek at it. But I'll always finish it. His third question: Happy birthday episode, Joe! You magnificent, handsome devil. Other than this movie, please recommend a movie for me to watch in your honor. Oh, I already gave you one: The Skin I Live In, Antonio Banderas. Um. As far as another one, well, you guys put me on the spot here. Uh, Session nine, I've always found to be an underrated one. So I would say if you haven't checked out that one yet, check that one out. I think Steven Todd will see that one. I feel like one of you guys didn't like it. I wasn't like, I didn't love it. Okay. It was creepy. I mean, it had some creepy ass scenes in it. The the boy in it is like Mm -hmm. terrifying. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to know. Um, and his last question, uh, Steve, Tob, and Joe, hit me with that Tubi pick, please. So a Tubi recommendation specifically. Ooh, Tubi. Ooh. Tubi only. Another, Tubi another only. Um, you know what? Let me pull up my stuff because I got my stuff. I know. I'm going to pull up. Well, while you guys uh, look it up, uh, I'm, I've mentioned this movie in the past, but it wasn't really available. But now it's on Tubi, so it's a perfect time to check it out. It's called The Mennonite of the Living Dead. Uh, it's a very indie film. And the horror isn't all that good. I'm not going to lie. But uh, I know the main actor. and He's fucking amazing in it. So, I mean, no, I don't know him personally. I, I know him online. Like someone I chat with once in a while. Um, and he's fucking amazing in it. Like, I really like his performance in it. And it's got some good, like, sex jokes and stuff like that. So, if you're in for, like, a kind of low-budget affair, I think Mennonite of the Living Dead is a pretty good watch. So. That's on Tubi now. Does it have to be horror? Uh, not necessarily, preferably, but not necessarily. Yeah. Space Truckers. Oh, yeah. That mm. Steve really liked from... Uh, oh, Stuart Gordon. Um, Stuart Gordon, there you go. Uh, it's sci-fi, but it's so fucking insane. Um, you know what? Don't even, I'm not going to say anything about it. It's just Space Truckers with a really like um, low-budget sci-fi. It, you know what? Space Truckers and Tubi, that's my recommendation. Less you know, the better. Just watch it and you'll be like, as soon as you see Square Pigs, you'll be like, oh shit, this is that movie. <laughs> and just if you're going to go down to the short Gordon Tubi hole, uh, Robot Jocks is another great, like, kind of sci fi uh, Stuart Gordon film. And it's amazing. So check it out. Uh, I'll throw out The Taking of Deborah Logan if you've never seen that one before. Fantastic little uh, movie, which we actually interviewed the director of. I think, or maybe did, not. Did it we? might have been before. <laughs> I don't remember. On our previous podcast that we interviewed him. Uh, the, my other suggestion I'll give you is Horror in the High Desert. Came out last year. Really low budget, uh, found footage horror movie. Um, it's worth it just for like the last like 20 minutes alone because it's super creepy. Watch that one in the dark at night. That's the best way to watch that one. 
I keep seeing that film like so it has a very famous scene in it where uh, the woman is like eating a child. Uh, and it's oh, very, taking Deborah Logan, yeah. yeah Deborah Logan. I think everyone's seen that scene. Yeah, I yeah, keep seeing it pop movie. up on like top ten like ghost ghost videos on YouTube. I'm like, it's, yeah, it's, from, <laughs> it's not even real. <laughs> it's creepy, but you know, it's obviously a movie. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, and what, one last recommendation here: Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. So uh, what watched? Yep. Yeah, I got nothing. So you guys can go or add an extra movie if you got anything. Well, I watched my Super Bowl punishment and it was monstered. And it is exactly how it sounds. It's about is about a monster turd. And uh yeah, this one's fucking wild, man. It was made in 2003. It's got they couldn't have spent more than maybe fifty thousand dollars on this. I'm I might be giving it way too much money, but um the plot's so fucking stupid. Like this girl, she's afraid, right? And her dad comes to tuck her in, and she's he's like, "Dad, do you get scared?" No, I don't. You, you're here to protect me. He's like, "Okay, I'll tell you a scary story." And her scary story is the monster, and it has like escaped convicts. It has police shootings, uh, and it has uh, what else? That acid baths, uh, hitman killing people, oral sex, innuendo talk. Um, yeah, the kid's crazy, and it's got like unintentionally hilarious moments. Like this doctor is trying to be very dramatic, and his colleague's getting killed, and he does the stupidest face of all time. So that's funny. Um, stupid stuff like the convict is running through uh, from the cops, and instead of going around like a, a clear path, he goes through a bush. So um, it, it it's exactly what it is, and I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I think I would I think I would have loved it if I was in a group setting. But just watching it by myself, I was like, oh, this is fucking stupid. But what I like about it, too, is one, you can tell they're having a great time making this. It's a fucking turd movie. And two, like, it knows what it is. It doesn't try to, like, be dramatic or be serious. It's called Monsterd, and they just have a lot of fun with it. So would I recommend it? No, not if you're hanging out by yourself. There's more, there's better movies to watch. But if you have a group of dudes or girls hanging out, eating some hot dogs and pizza, watch some Monsterd. I don't know if I'd want to be eating while watching. You can monsters. eat. I'm, I got a thick stomach. <laughs> um, I, I also watched it uh, just because I was curious, you know. And I agree with everything Todd said. Uh, it's, it's stupid, but there's, you know, you could tell that they're they're fans and they just want to have fun with it. The monstered creature is fucking hilarious and uh, in, in design and everything. Uh, one one thing that really impressed me, and I don't know why this impressed me so much, but so they wanted. There's like Not one the joke. Doper. The what? Donnie the Doper? Nope. My favorite. <laughs> so, so there's one joke that it's a really small joke, but I, they wanted it so bad. So they made a joke about Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh from South Park. And they wanted that joke in so bad that they actually like made a cartoon to look like South Park and the Christmas Han- the Mr. Hanky episode just to sell that one joke. I, I was impressed. Like, wow, you went to the trouble of actually reanimating South Park uh, to avoid copyright just to have that one fucking Mr. Hanky joke. Uh, it, it's crazy. Like, the movie is just so fun. And, you know, it's it's a good time. Like Todd said, I think it'd be better in a group setting. But I still enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, it's one of the better of these, like, super absurd, uh, you know, gross-out movies that I've seen. Yeah, I'd recommend it if you like that kind of stuff. My first one this week is from 2021. So I'm trying to finish off my like 2021 list of the ones that I missed out at the year end that people mentioned. Uh, I wrote like a little list on our top 10 episode. So I'm just trying to watch some of them. And this one is Antlers. Um, so in this one, a uh, little boy, he, uh, he lives in a house where his brother and father are like absolutely crazy. And they live like in the attic of the house. And it follows a teacher who's trying to kind of figure out what's going on with this boy. And as the mystery deepens, you know, cops are involved in all that stuff. It's in a small town. So everyone's curious as to what's going on. 
and uh, a whole bunch of shit ensues. Uh, the kid's fantastic in this. I thought he was a really great uh, actor. And I'm, you know, child actors, they can make a break a film. I mean, you know, they made something like this, but fucking destroyed Psycho Gorman, which I'll never get over. Um, I thought the cinematography was fantastic here. There's a good amount of gore. Uh, I was really interested in knowing where the story was going. Like, I, I didn't really quite know where this was all heading to. And that was really interesting to me. Uh, I did, I, and I really love the creature design. He kind of, I, I said this on the Discord and I stand by it. He kind of reminds me of what a nude Krampus would look like. Like the way his body is, the horns and the face that he wears, I thought was very reminiscent of Krampus. And I do think that the pacing a little was kind of slow at times. Like it was uneven, but overall I liked the film. Uh, would not have been a top 10 but I still think it was a strong showing for 2021. So that's Antlers. All right, this one, my next one is a 2022 release over on Shutter. I got an email from Shutter saying, hey, check out these new movies. One of which is The Bunker Game. And um, I tried with this one, I really did. I really like the premise, which is they're LARPing, you know, is when people do like, um, medieval style and they're doing like role-playing basically and they're sword fighting and stuff like that so this is like a extreme larping adventure where germany wins world war ii and then america nukes germany and germany nukes america and they're in a post-apocalyptic landscape and you are underground uh in a bunker and you are role-playing as nazis and your mission is to keep the bloodline pure and eventually repopulate the earth which is so it's it's already a funky premise right but the idea of being underground and like not knowing if it's LARPing, are they being serious? Is someone really killing them off or whatever? However, I just lost interest so quickly because they never got to the point. Like there's subplots of like romantic relationships and one girl's pregnant and she's gonna have an abortion and the dude's like, no, you can't. And then you got like a dude that's like a super Nazi that's like LARPing, but he's not because he's really Nazi. So I'm like, you know, interesting premise but it couldn't grab me and this is one of the movies from our previous questions can you turn off a movie yes i can turned off the bunker game because it was boring i'm glad you watched it because i was going to and now i'm probably not so yeah it's 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 shitty yeah it's too bad the premise looked really cool but that's what happens sometimes um my real quick, real quick it's a 1.8 on letterbox right now yeah well <laughs> that's brutal <laughs> Uh, my next one is a 2022 film that I watched, I believe, over on Shudder, and it's Hellbender. So in this one, a uh, mom and her daughter are uh, living in a secluded like house in the woods, and they're just kind of hanging out. And their history is that they're descendant of witches. So once um, it happens, like years later, the daughter's like older, and they have like a band together where they play music just the two of them. The daughter's on drums and singing, the mom is on guitar. And eventually, the daughter, you know, she's like keeps going out of the house, and you know, she is told that she's allergic to people, so she can't meet anyone and talk to anyone. But she eventually like meets a hitchhiker, and then the hitchhiker goes missing, and then she meets a girl that she befriends. and while she's doing that uh she meets another group of people and then she eats a worm and she's only she's been vegetarian up to, or maybe even vegan up to this, to this point and the worm makes her go crazy because if witches eat like a human or not a human but uh like something that's alive then they kind of get that power from them like the soul reacts and they just go absolutely nuts and then the rest of the movie is her discovering like eating different things and how she reacts to it and stuff like that of course leading up to eventually humans uh i thought the film was super well acted super well shot uh the music was actually decent uh, especially when they're playing as the band and i thought the film started really well and i was super interested to see where it was going to lead to but unfortunately i feel that the last act just didn't work for me it got really weird and it left too many unanswered questions like they they ask all these really interesting questions about how witches work and why they do certain things, but they never answer them. So why ask them in the first place if you're not going to kind of pay off those moments? Uh, and that kind of soured the movie a little bit for me. So I enjoyed it a little bit, uh, but overall I was disappointed and it won't be anywhere near my top 10 by the end of the year. So that's Hellbender over on um, Shutter. All right. Um, well, 
sorry folks but sam is not coming because of our computer <laughs> so um but we left off on trivia as a three-way tie for 17 points and this would be the last ep right for we, the, we can do we can do one more since april 1st is like the next uh, episode so we can finish it off uh, next time okay well to well, be continued let me see all right Barry, right, Bad Taste, 1987, Peter Jackson. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this one will be an interesting one to try to explain because, as you may or may not know, Peter Jackson didn't even write a script for this movie. Uh, he just made the movie as it went along. It took four years to um, make this movie, uh, interestingly enough, and he did it on his free time on the weekends. No script whatsoever. He literally would just like write something up during the week and then on the weekends they would just film this for fun uh but yeah the, the basic plot synopsis basically is that uh a group of aliens have come down uh on this town somewhere in new zealand and yeah they just they are attacking this small town um and the group of survivors of just I guess people who all sort of know each other in this town kind of band together to fight off these aliens who we come to find out uh, came down essentially because they own a fast food restaurant in their planet and they want to basically harvest us humans for their fast food because we taste good. Um, yeah. And that's essentially <laughs> the plot here. Um yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, this was a, basically a fresh watch for me. Like I said, I, I hadn't watched it since high school. I barely remembered anything about it. The only thing I really remembered was the aliens that are featured prominently on the cover, the iconic cover of this movie. Um, and I remembered a little bit of the gore scenes, but that was about it. Um, surprising to me is we don't even see the aliens until I, I actually wrote it down an hour and 10 minutes into the movie is when you actually see the aliens take form. Um, so I found that to be really interesting. Like the whole movie, I'm like, Oh wow. Like you, when do the aliens come in? You know, like, I mean, they're the human version of the aliens, but I mean, really the whole movie is just like the human version of the aliens. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really did enjoy this movie. It's like really stupid, really cheesy, very, it's like very trauma-esque, you know, um, but I had so much fun watching this again uh, this time around. I mean, it's definitely one of the, like the weaker of like uh, Jackson's like horror affairs. Like I feel like uh, Dead Alive is like leaps and bounds better than this movie. Um, but I, you can tell this was kind of Peter Jackson's like learning curve, like learn, he's, you know, he's kind of learning. You, you see the stuff that worked in this movie that he took over to his next movie and the stuff that didn't work, he left behind. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really interesting to watch. It, it's just amazing to see like where he's gone, like with his career after watching a movie like this. It's like, it's absolutely unbelievable. Like how he like was able to take over like one of the most iconic trilogies of all time in the Lord of the Rings after like doing movies like this and uh dead alive. Like did, what did he even do before Lord of the Rings? Was there, I mean, he heavenly did, creatures, he I guess the frighteners. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. That's I, still I, low budget horror. You know, I still don't know like why he was chosen to do Lord of the Steve Rings. Like, it's it's yeah. interesting. It, it, it's, yeah. it's really a, a case of he was so he knew Lord of the Rings, like, mythos and lore so much mm -hmm. that he convinced the studio to let, let him do it yeah yeah. And, yeah that's why the power of the nerd i guess uh pulled it worked off for him but yeah i mean it's great it's fun to see him like uh peter jackson he does a dual role in this movie he plays Derek, and then he plays the main alien as well and he's great like he's funny as hell in this um in both roles honestly the gore the practical effects are just like top notch that is what makes this movie stand out because from a story perspective it's lacking for sure um you know it's very very basic it's about as basic as basic can get uh on that uh end of it but what it's lacking in that is definitely made up for it and the practical effects and whatnot so I mean, it's definitely not going to be a movie for everyone. You really have to know what you're uh, 
getting yourself into, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's first time, long time too, 15, 20 years at least. Um, well, not at least, that's probably the time frame, but yeah, it's actually amazing to know that him and his buddies did this over like, you know, four years, weekends, here and there, because when I was watching the movie, then I went back to the IMDb and looked up all the actors and like, you know, makeup guy and blah, 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 and most of them are just this movie. So it's always cool to like go back, especially from something from the 80s and 90s, to like look at what everyone's doing. The only one pretty much successful is, um, at least in film, because those guys probably went on to do other things, was Peter Jackson, obviously, but I love it, man. I love it. It's like you hit it on the head there where this is showing what does work for Peter and then what doesn't work doesn't show up again, or at least not as bad and dead alive and then subsequent films. But um, the ending is so batshit nuts. Like... <laughs> And the fucking whole like uh, house is just a spaceship and homeboy sneaks in and he like flies through him and with the chainsaw and <laughs> gets, he gets on the phone. He's like, I'm coming for you, mates, or whatever he says. Um, but yeah, the, the effects are amazing, especially the, the brain keeps falling out of the dude's head and he's pushing it back in. It's gross out funny. It's toilet humor. But once again, I keep coming back to this. I, I, I guess I'm in like a nostalgic trip or whatever, because whenever I see a film that is obviously not that great, but they had fun making it. It bleeds through to, to what we're seeing. And they, come on, clearly this was a freaking blast. You know what I mean? I would love to have been on the set. Um, you got the aliens with the nut chins looking things. It's just a fun movie. And um, another good one to be in a group, I would, I would bet this would be a better film in a group. But um, yeah, no plot whatsoever. I mean, bits and pieces here and there, but you can tell this took four years to build over a couple of days shooting each time because they probably didn't know what the fuck they did last time they shot and they just threw scenes together. So overall, I like it a lot. Is it, is it great? No, but it's a good fun time. Yeah, I kind of echo what both of you said. Uh, you know, when we do like our main review, I tend to focus more you know, on the movie, trying to understand everything. And like an hour into it, I look at my wife, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on at all. I don't understand this story at all. Like, and I thought I was just being a complete idiot, but no, it was like all over the place story-wise. Uh, but it really didn't matter with a film like this. You know, it's, uh, oh, there's so many great fucking kills and gory moments in this movie. Uh, I noted a few of them, which we'll talk about later, but it was just so much fun to see how unique, like what kind of unique kill they do next. You know, and I was, I couldn't wait to see what crazy fucking gore he was going to do. Um, what didn't work for me though, is the humor. It's, it's like slapstick humor, kind of. And it just, it's not my style of comedy. Like, I really don't like slapstick humor. Stuff like uh, the guy comes in with a chainsaw and the wall comes down, like, uh, in his figure with the chainsaw. Uh, the part where he's just, like, he has a machine gun and he just does the sounds of a machine gun or he's not actually shooting anything. Come on, that was funny. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it just didn't work for me, you know? um yeah stuff like that uh it's just so random like why in his car does he have the beatles in the front seat and he has to yeah, be like an of his car uh, that was great <laughs> and knowing how low of a budget film this is did someone just have this <laughs> like did they build this for the film did they just have it this way it's a lot of questions that was so that was peter jackson's like actual car like in the movie i don't know like if he had the beatles like in the car already or whatever but the car itself was peter jackson's like actual car he drove it's very interesting with that little like hatch on, on top there right um, but yeah but it was a good time anyway uh, i still loved seeing all the kills and all the unique stuff that they did in the film and the creature design i, I really liked the creature design so i i had not mm -hmm. seen this film before uh, but I knew what the poster looked like. And I've seen so many movies at this point where the poster is fucking super misleading. And I thought, you know, an hour in that that, that was the case here where they had a cool yeah. like design on the poster, but the aliens were never going to look like that. So I was actually pleasantly surprised when they did. But it did take too long, I think, to to bring them in that way because it was, it was confusing. Like other than uh, wearing the blue shirts and stuff, it was tough to really know who's like who's who in this you know uh mm -hmm. and there's so many like it's crazy like the amount like where do these people come from because you never see a big group really other than inside the house at that one time but there's like mm -hmm. an infinite number of <laughs> these guys that just coming out of the woodworks so it was interesting but yeah it was fun yeah what kind of, the, what kind of notes you, oh god no i i was gonna say just like some of the more memorable scenes for me um when the uh peter jackson's alien character pukes 
the sludge in the bowl and they all start eating it i fucking love that scene so much that's it's so nasty and then when he it, the guy keeps trying to hide and he keeps like going oh he, and then he finally drinks it and he like and he's like oh it's actually pretty good and like oh i love that scene so gross though okay I, that's that's one thing in horror that i have a hard time with is when people eat gross shit uh it. it's just oh my god i, I just can't do it like so yeah, Kusa, the whole oh, fucking God. entirety of Kuso. Uh, yeah. The platform had some stuff that I had a hard time to, you know, the I thought the movie was terrific. The, yeah. the eating part was tough to watch. Yeah, but the ingenuity that they made, like knowing that these dudes made all these sets and all this stuff is just, it's fucking, it's so cool. So cool. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he has any of the props left. He probably doesn't. But, right. Yeah, you see, like you see it to me like a, like, yeah, like a, someone who like loves film uh, and lore so i could see him still owning some stuff we should do dead alive one day that'd be fun we should yeah, yeah. i agree uh, fun, fun fact he made all the masks for this movie uh the alien masks in his mother's kitchen and uh, the heads awesome. of the, the the heads of the aliens are bent backwards because otherwise they wouldn't fit in the oven where the latex was hardened <laughs> so that's that's the reason for the design of the aliens. they look great yeah, yeah. they do they, they they really do look great yeah I don't know at what point he's like, you know what these aliens need? <laughs> Chapless fucking <laughs> jeans. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so fucking funny uh, and random, but hey, it adds to the charm of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff I really liked uh, as far as like kills and gore and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite kill is probably when the guy, like he gets sledgehammered in the head and then he loses mm-hmm. his arm and then the guy has the sledgehammer mm-hmm. And the arm still sticking out, like uh, coming out. I thought that was super fun. Uh, the one where he like just kicks the head out the window, super randomly, like <laughs> it cuts off the spine and then kicks out the window. That's that awesome. Man. Um, it def- <laughs> okay, so there's one slapstick humor that really got me. It's when he he uh, shoots the missile launcher and he misses, goes through the window, and it like <laughs> the lamb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was great. That, that one got a good uh, good laugh mm-hmm. out of me. Uh, what were some of your favorite kills? I mean, the last kill Todd mentioned, obviously, like when he that's far and away, probably the best kill in the movie. But the the first kill, the opening kill is great, too. Just like when he shoots the alien's head off and like he's still coming with like the half of the head and then he like he falls and the brains and shit pop out. That one's a really good one, too. And just like the gag of just Pierre Jackson's skull just keeps like opening throughout the movie and he keeps just putting random yeah. brains <laughs> I, I think that's the grossest scene overall because it happens so yeah. often and it's like the, yeah. the, the the sound they make like little squishes mm-hmm. and he's his stupid goofy face he does yeah that's probably mm-hmm. the the best effect but yeah that that final kill of the alien when he just shreds them that's my favorite nasty yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh it's yeah it's it's really amazing how much they did like gore wise and some of those effects are like good you know they're like when he has the half head and stuff like that that's like really good for such a low budget Mm -hmm. affair and that's something that really marked me i think the most out of this film is just how good the practical effects were yeah i wonder if he did the fx for dead alive too i I imagine he didn't because it's bigger budget but maybe he did i think he probably did um he actually another fun fact he actually funded this entire movie himself um but, but well the majority of it and then find the new zealand film commission did come in and gave them a little bit of more money because they were impressed with um what he had done uh prior which i guess was meet the feebles but which is kind of surprising that they would they were impressed with them but yeah so but the majority of this movie was completely self-funded that's awesome that's really crazy Mm-hmm. and four years like so usually something that is filmed over four years you'll see it because you know people change in the span of four years but uh, i read it afterwards on the imdb but i did not notice at all during the during the movie that this had mm-hmm. such a long span um i i did realize that people had uh like dubbed over their voices and stuff and i read yeah. that actually the head like alien guy like the old guy died uh before mm-hmm. the dubbing so it was someone else's voice completely that did it but yeah, it's very amazing that this was done over four years and didn't really show at all. Yeah. The favorite thing I read uh, was that one of the one of the main actors wasn't allowed to uh, shave for four years 
because of continuity. <laughs> so we had to just keep like looking exactly. He, he, they said he shaved like once a week and that's all he could do. So we had to like grow the same, have the same exact beard look for four years. And then uh, one of the other actors actually uh, got married during that time. And his wife was like a devout Christian. So she made him quit the project, but then he got divorced over the four years. So they wrote him back into the movie and he was able to go back in after he got divorced. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the more you learn about this movie too, I think the more fun, like it makes it too. like just learning, like just the labor of love that it was over those four years. Yeah. This would be a really good documentary. See if they can pull it together. Yeah, absolutely. It would. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what happened to any of these guys now. Like, where are they now, you know? But I, I would love to know, like, where some of these main actors are now. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming most of them were probably just Peter Jackson's friends, you know? Yeah, that's what it seems to be. Like, because you look at IMDb and it's all unknowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, rate it. Sure. Yeah, birthday uh, boy, what you got? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's... It's not a movie I I definitely could not recommend this to everybody. You know, you really do have to know what you're getting into here. Like I said, if you're a fan of trauma-esque style movies, um, absolutely. This is like a must watch. If you're a fan of Peter Jackson horror, this is definitely uh, a must watch as well um, to add it to your, you know, Peter Jackson library. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely rate this one a little different based on a different scale than our normal scale, just cause it's, it's a different style movie. Um, with that being said, there, there's definitely a lot of problems with this movie, but I can look past a lot of them because of how fun it is. And I had a blast watching this. Um, you know, I do think it at part, there are parts that drag for sure a little bit here and there. Um, and I think with a better script or storyline, it probably would have held my attention the the entire time, but the gore, you know, the gore scenes are not few and far between. They're always some. There's always a good gore scene like within 15, 20 minutes of each other. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give this one. I'm teetering, uh, but I, I think I'm gonna, I'm comfortable at a seven on this one. All right. Um, based off memory, I had it at a four out of five. Um, when I rewatched it. If I'm being honest, it would definitely drop down. It's probably closer to a three out of five um, than anything, but I'm sticking with my four, which I'm going to agree with Joe around a seven is a good for this. And it's based solely on the amount they accomplished with the money they had, which with the time constraints, with the obviously not professional actors or filmmakers yet, especially sporting cast and things like that. What they're able to pull off with like the gore effects, the miniature house, shooting up in the sky, the chainsaw gag, all the stuff combined, I'm leaving it at a solid four out of five or seven out of 10. And I think I'd recommend it to people like Joseph with trauma, definitely. And if you like seeing where big time directors came from, this is like a crazy movie. To, if you like, you didn't know that Peter Jackson wasn't just always Lord of the Rings and he did this fucking weird ass project, it'd, it'd blow your mind. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. I think this is the kind of thing that they should show in film school just to show students like you're not going to go out there and make fucking Lord of the Rings. You know, you have to start somewhere and you start with projects like this, which are they're goofy, but it shows, you know, you learn shot compositions and you learn continuity and you learn, you know, how to do certain things or work with actors and work with locations and stuff like that. And then you work your way up to something like Lord of the Rings. So I think it would be important to show movies like this to students to show that it's possible. Like you have to start somewhere and you can get there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I really enjoyed it. You know, the story is stupid. And, you know, at times I was a little like, okay, this is dragging on a little long. But overall, I still really enjoyed it. I, I give it a 6.5. And uh, as far as recommending it, you know, it's it's... I'd recommend it to like a horror fan and people who like low budget movies, but not necessarily to someone who isn't a low, but like a, a horror fan. So 6.5. Hello. Ew. Did right. you put his earwax in your own <laughs> ear? Ugh. Unfortunately. Special yes. guest star. Crusty stuff in it. Give us uh, give us your, your review on bad taste real quick. Okay. So I was watching it while I was doing other stuff. So I wish I would have paid attention more. Um, I wish Joe would have told me a little behind the scenes about everything because that made me cherish it even more so. 
Um, it was fun. I feel like I was watching a movie by Todd. I loved it. And I that's as nice. a compliment. No, I totally Yeah, I was it. like, I feel like I was like, I feel like that like Todd could do this, like, you know? I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I thought it was fun. I loved the practical effects. I really loved when Peter Jackson was going through the last alien. I loved, loved that. Um, the gore was cool. The aliens were scary. I liked it. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Rate it. I'm going to rate it a 7.5. Cool. You're the highest. I was a 7. Joe was a 7. Steve was a 6.5. 6.5, Steve? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> there's, it was slow at times, and the story made no sense. Yeah. And, you know, there's a... I mean, it's I, I can't, like, put it alongside some of the other ones, you know, higher, so... Okay, I mean, but how is it. the guy going to... How's the guy gonna survive in space, though? He's gonna live off their fast food burger set. He's gonna raid, probably. Human meat. But what about, like, the breathing in the space air and all that stuff? It's not that type of movie, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) He's in a flying house, so... Fine. But yeah, I liked it. All right, close this out. All right, guys, be sure to follow us on social media, check out our Discord, rate, review, subscribe, do all the fun things, and thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs>